Why, hello, it is Adam. Welcome back to Bringing It Backwards, a podcast where both legendary and rising artists tell their own personal stories of how they achieve stardom. On this episode, we had a chance to chat with Sydney Bird over Zoom video. Sydney was born in Arizona. She ended up going to boarding school on the East Coast, took a year of college in Boston, and then moved to LA to finish her school, and then moved to New York. She actually wanted to be an actress, improv actress, and comedian. But after graduating college, something clicked, and she really, really wanted to focus on writing songs and songwriting. She talks about meeting a producer that ended up taking the first batch of songs that she wrote and putting some production to it. One of those songs ended up landing on a Spotify editorial playlist. We talk about that, the success of that song the two EPs that she's released and all about this new record that's done. She's going to release a song a month for the next year. And then at the end, put out the full record. Uh, the most recent song is called Renaissance man. So check that out. And you can watch the interview with Sydney and myself on our Facebook page and YouTube channel at bringing it backwards. It'd be awesome. If you subscribe to our channel, like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And if you're listening to this on Spotify or Apple Music, it would be so incredible. If you could leave us a five-star review, maybe a little comment, follow us on Spotify. We'd love that. We'd appreciate your support if you follow and subscribe to our podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts. We're bringing it backwards with Sydney Bird. This podcast is about you and your journey in music, and we'll talk about uh, the new record. Sweet. Cool. Cool. Um, my name's Adam, by the way. I don't know nice if I told you that. <laughs> but uh, All right, Cindy. So f- I did see originally from Arizona. Yes. Born and raised there? Born and raised Phoenix, Arizona. Um, went to college in California. Went to college for a year in Boston. Moved to California. Then I've been in New York for four years in May. Ever wow. since graduation. Okay, so did you go to Boston to Berkeley or no? I went to actually Emerson College. I studied acting in college. I didn't start releasing and I, I wrote music my whole life, but like never took it seriously. So I didn't start my artist project until um, I was 23. Oh, okay. And yeah. we're, we're in California. I'm from California originally. So I was just Oh, curious. nice. I went to SC. San Diego State? No, 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 USC. Oh, sorry. USC. I thought you said SD. Oh, no, <laughs> no, no. Like, That's sorry. where I'm from. Uh, <laughs> I went okay. to USC and then moved here like the month after graduation. Thought I was going to be a comedic actor. Um, I did stand up and improv. Oh, wow. I just like totally switched paths. I mean, I've always like sang. I did acapella growing up, all of that stuff. Um, but I just like put my stuff out on social media and I found producers. I found friends. I found like other songwriters and that's just how it all started. Amazing. Well, yeah. uh, let's rewind a bit here. Cause I'm, I'm actually curious about the acting and comedy thing too. Yeah. Um, so born and raised in Arizona and how do you get into music? Are your family, is your family at all musical? Did you have any music in the they, blood or what? I think they appreciate it. Um, I would say I was definitely influenced by my dad because he loves karaoke as like a silly thing. We would sing karaoke after dinners. I grew up singing like Michael Buble with him when I was seven years old. Um, Bare Naked Ladies, Joni Mitchell, very 
much like that era. Mm -hmm. So I think like as looking back on it, it was definitely an influence, although it was so silly and not serious. He's not, no one in my family is uh, musical whatsoever. So I think that definitely influenced me. And then, you know, um, all of my, I'm one of five. Everyone like played a sport growing up and I tried to play soccer. Um, my dad went to college to play soccer. So he would like coach my sister's oh. Um, like he was, it was like a young, it was like an intramural thing, but you know, one of my sisters got really good. It was like when I was in like the third grade, I was just realizing this is really not for me. And Mm -hmm. I had done musicals when I was like five, but I was like, mom, dad, I really want to be serious about this. Like you got to take me to Hollywood. They were like, nope, you're just going to do musical theater at our local theater. And then I went to boarding school actually on the East Coast because um, all of my siblings had gone there too. I went to this prep school in Massachusetts and was so invested in theater and acapella there. And I went to mm-hmm. I went to like this, uh, it was called New York Film Academy one summer. And I was like, guys, you got to let me drop out of high school. I need to move to LA. And they were like, nope, no, you're just going to stay on this path. And so then I went to college to study acting super seriously. Um, and it was in college where I really dabbled. I like always had a guitar or piano in my room, same in high school. I never knew what I was doing with the guitar or piano. It just kind of like, it was very therapeutic to me. Mm-hmm. It was fun. Um, and so in college, I interned at The Tonight Show starring Jimmy Fallon and Saturday Night Live. Oh, and- wow. I was so in love and immersed in that world. Um, And I moved to New York just thinking things would happen. And I don't know, it was just like my brain, but all of a sudden it was just like, you need to focus on music. I think that that side in that life of me will definitely come back. Like my dream is to be on SNL, um, either if I'm hosting or performing, like I Mm -hmm. love comedy. but my brain is so like, we need to focus on music right now. It's just what I, I don't know. It just kind of like happened. It was like a switch in my head. And so that is how it happened. And I like, I never thought this would be my path. I always thought my voice was too raspy or weird. I thought like you had to be like an Ariana Grande type pop star to make it. Oh, sure. And that's just totally not the case. And you can be your own artist. And I like music, especially where I am right now. Just acting was awesome, but I felt like I was so not in control. And music Mm -hmm. is so awesome because I'm writing my songs. Like I'm creating this world. I feel like I'm creating a character. And I think it's super helpful that I have this acting background because I'm not afraid to perform. I'm not afraid of social media. I'm really like, I get anxious, but like I am pretty fearless when it comes to that stuff. So I feel like it all kind of tied together. Um, and yeah, maybe that will come back in my life, but right now it's, it's all about music. Amazing. Amazing. When did you start playing? You said you play piano and guitar. So like growing up, my mom kind of forced us to all take piano lessons, but I quit probably two weeks in. Um, (laughs) do you regret that? I'm curious. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. And then in high school, 
she was like, I really think you should take all those music theory classes because in acapella, like they kind of made us do all these like choiry classes, but I did not take it seriously. Uh-huh. I just thought it was like fun to belt songs with my friends. <laughs> Um, and so when I did start taking this seriously after college, I like did a music theory class on the side when I was like working odd jobs. So I definitely wish I had taken all of this much more seriously when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, um, uh, so, but you're in acapella class. Like when did you start singing? When did you realize you, you could do that? Um, when I was five, like when I started oh, wow. doing musical theater, um, I always knew I could like sing, I definitely wasn't good when I was a kid. Um, I didn't take it seriously. Um, but like I could belt crazy songs when I was like a toddler and like a child, but I thought I was just like screaming. Um, but in high school, that's when I kind of started like writing songs for fun, like on garage band, but never showed them to anyone. Okay. Uh, what and- made you do that? Do you remember? Or was it just like a therapeutic thing? Yeah, it was just like, I feel so stuck in my head or like, oh, this boy's annoying me. And it was just so fun to see what I could create on my own. Um, what was the first, like when you did that for the first time, was it like, like what made you go, oh, you know what, I'm going to try to write a song. Do you remember? I remember the first one I ever like posted on Instagram. It was... Cause in high school, I wouldn't show anyone. I don't even remember what I was doing in high school, but, but even when, I decided, but even when you, when you even wrote it before showing anyone, I'm talking about just like to get the courage to write it down and put it on a computer to where you can actually listen back to it later. You know what I mean? I think I just like was humming this thing and I was like, Whoa, I think I just made that. I was like, I got to write that down. Oh, okay. Um, I don't really like, no, it just was like, just this happened. is kind of cool. Like I have it in my head. Let's see what it would sound like. Not in my head. Okay. And, and that was high school. And then when do you put it? You said you put a song out on Instagram. Was that later? Yeah. Like in college, I remember, um, it was when I decided to transfer cause I went to Emerson college. And then after freshman year, like wrote this song about moving to California and like being my boyfriend and I were still dating. So we, figuring out long distance and it was like 10 seconds for <laughs> so many people were like you can write music and I was like I don't know and then in college like nothing um just kind of like on my own but nothing I would ever post and then when I moved to New York I wrote the song about being in a breakup and then someone it was so weird. I worked at WeWork. It was my first job just as a community associate. So I would like, mm-hmm. um, I was just like the girl at the front desk, just like greeting people. And I became friends with this one guy. And cause he had always left. I noticed he would leave really early in the day. I was like, where are you going? And he's like, I'm going to music production class. And I was like, no way. Like you, this is the one thing I can't figure out. I write a lot of music. And he was like, send me what you wrote. And so I sent him this song and I remember it was like overnight he produced it. It was super like bare bones production, but I was like, wait, I have 30 more of these. Like, can you produce? Cause I had tried to like figure out, but it sounded so bad. And that was like the light bulb. I was like, oh my God, wait, I have like a million songs that I have for you to produce. And I would love to hear what they would sound like. And that was totally like the, 
because when I started this, I really wanted to be in control of everything. Chelsea Cutler is like a huge influence on me and she produces a lot of her own music. Mm -hmm. She's great. I've had, I interviewed her for the show before. She's amazing. And so when I was starting to do this, um, I was like, I want to be like her. Like I want to produce because I write all my own stuff and I was like, I want to produce it too. And I just couldn't figure it out. It sounded so bad. So when I met my friend, Andrew, I was like, whoa, I can do this. I like, he just really made me believe in myself and made it seem more of like a collaborative process too, um, which I love. And it was more of, it just, I was like, wait, this sounds like a real song. And he's like, yeah, you wrote this. And I was like, great. I have so many more. Let's keep going. Wow. Did you release that first song that he produced? Yes. No, that song's about you? Oh, that's not no, that No, it's okay. down. It's, it, I, I, like, through this whole process, I have realized that I did not have a backbone at the beginning. I was just like, yeah, let's do it. That's great. Um, and he's, like, one of my great friends now. And he, I told him I took it down probably, like, a year ago. Because I was like, it's just really not my sound. And it's not, like, where my journey is going he was like no mm-hmm. worries um but he did songs about you the second one which is definitely more of the sound um but yeah it's crazy okay and this all started once you were out of college and living in new york this is yeah like okay. six months after college okay but you were going to college to be an actor and what you said stand-up yeah. comedian yeah, I did that's stand up. Oh, wow. That's talk about that's got to be real vulnerable, right? I mean, it's, I guess it's similar yeah. to putting your song up online. It was really like, it was like really depressing. Um, I didn't go to college to be a stand up comedian. I, it was like right. acting, but my, my forte is definitely comedic acting. That's just okay. what I gravitate towards more. Mm-hmm. And when I moved here, it was like, you got to be a stand-up comedian. It's just definitely the best way to showcase yourself. Cause if you're in an improv group, you're competing with a lot of other people on stage. Um, whereas stand-ups like this is you, right. we're going to see you and just you. Um, and I totally didn't love it. Like I felt super weird every time I went off stage, it felt like way too much pressure. Um, it felt way too specific. Mm-hmm. and I just didn't I loved that I could write my own jokes and it, it felt like my own little show um, right and I loved like I wasn't being another character someone wanted me to be like I was completely being myself or characters that I had made up um but I didn't I, I was like super hard on myself after the shows and it's just it's it's very different than singing because there's one emotion you have to make the audience feel and that's humor mm-hmm. whereas singing like you could make them feel nostalgic you could make them feel sad you could make them feel romantic there's so many options and there's so much less pressure mm-hmm. um whereas stand-up like they're coming to laugh right and, and if you don't deliver then they can even yeah. be rude about it right i mean yeah and i when really it comes to playing good i just really yeah. didn't like that like it was so specific Right, right. We're coming here and you better be funny or we're not going to you know, applaud you. At least if you're writing a song or singing, like most of the time people aren't going to probably trash you right away. Maybe they'd be thinking it if you're just... Yeah. yeah. It's just just a different vibe. It's a different energy. Mm -hmm. I just didn't really love it. 
Okay. Um, so yeah, so songwriting, you, you put songs about you that was in that same batch of songs you were sending over to this guy or what? Yeah. So okay. the first one was called 22. Um, and it was just about like how scared I was after college realizing that I had no idea what I was going to do. And I started mm-hmm. like songwriting thinking that I would never do that as a career. Um, and then songs about you was in the same batch. And then Andrew did, um, wild bad timing. And did he do the other song in the EP? In Air- no, no, no. My other friend did Arizona, my music theory teacher. Cause I was like, once I started kind of showing him all my songs, I was like, I need to take a music theory class so I can be more knowledgeable and just have a better understanding in all these sessions. Um, and so, yeah, he, we did this EP and then I the- just started reading What's a EP? Lot of- bad timing. Is that the EP? Bad timing, yeah. Okay. But then we kind of made it into an album because I was just like, like it says it's an album now, but when I, I did not write it as an album, we just like, it looks better on Spotify now as just a collective album. Right. But so you added songs to it that weren't yeah. specific to the record originally? Not at all. Yeah. Okay. And just through that, like bad timing, I met a bunch of other producers and people who have kind of just started following me on Instagram and like think people I would never thought I would work with. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was really just like being in New York and meeting people. And that's how I've met like all of, and now I'm working with one specific producer. Um, we have an album done. Mm-hmm. It's been done for like almost a year. And now I plan on releasing a song a month going forward for all of 2022. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Cause you really release released a, like singles, but then it'll be an album. Yeah. Else. Collective album. That's the way to go. Yeah. Right. I mean, yeah, that's uh, nobody's unless you're Adele dropping a record. Isn't the, the, <laughs> the best game. No one anymore. my age has the attention span to care. It's crazy. I mean, it is crazy to think about that. Yeah. Um, well, do you put a record out last year too? Right. The big hearts, the AP. Yeah, I did a five song EP. Okay. So I did, it was like three singles before um, and then the two last songs of the EP. And that was like, I, so I'd worked with three different producers. I, that was, that was really the first thing where I was like, okay, people kind of, like when I first released my songs, I was just like, I'm putting them on the internet. I don't know how to promote them. I don't know Mm -hmm. how to do anything. I'm just like, here's here's my song world and big heart definitely taught me the importance of tiktok instagram um like pr just as an independent artist i didn't do any of that stuff Mm -hmm. so i did like a little bit of pr but not really and so this year i'm really focusing i didn't have a band i wasn't playing any shows it was also mid-covid my whole project really started in COVID. Like I hadn't, I played a show with my friend with the guitar, like the month before COVID happened. I was like, guys, oh. I'm really trying to be a singer now. And then COVID happened. Did um, you put that record out and bad, bad timing came out in 2020, right? Yeah. All COVID songs. So oh, it was okay. just like, I'm just, I was just like, I'm putting songs out on the internet. I had no expectation of, I didn't know. I, I did, really had no expectations. Wow. They did really well for not having any expectation or yeah, any kisses, like, PR behind it. Kisses absolutely blew up by itself, which was crazy. 
Um, it's yeah, just like what? Discover Weekly, Spotify. Was it from Spotify? Would it go? Discover Weekly, playlist? like oh, wow. every Monday, I'll get like almost 10,000 streams now from Kisses just from Discover Weekly. Oh, it's still on there. Yeah. Wow. It's so weird. Yeah. That's incredible. And that's the only one who's, that's really like Spotify has ever, it's an, I've never been on an editorial playlist. Um, it's just been from like that Discover Weekly thing. But still, I mean, it trickled at least to other songs. So yeah. people are definitely digging it and going yeah, over and then to they your, the, yeah, yeah, they your other stuff. Now. Exactly. That's amazing. Wow. Yeah. And it, that just somebody just happened to stumble upon it. Do you know who found the song and put it on the playlist or anything no like idea. that? Really? No idea. Literally somebody no just idea. plucked the song out and was like, oh, this is cool. I'm going to throw it on this editorial playlist. I guess. And every week I was like, hey, I found kisses from Discover Weekly, my Discover Weekly. Year. And I'm like, wow. That's <laughs> okay. so awesome. Yeah. Wow. Did Once that thing starts going off, do people start contacting you, like record labels and stuff that are following that editorial playlist? No, record, so that's how I found my old manager. Uh, we just parted ways like about a month ago for the okay. new year, which is all good. Like um, it was our collect, it was, a mutual decision, but that's how he found me. So I was working with him for about a year and a half. Um, mm -hmm. and he, like I found kisses from Spotify and definitely other producers. And so that was super helpful. And once I found my old manager, um, that's how I got into like, it, that's how I met my new producer. He introduced me to like this BMI speed dating group that to this day, I think has like changed my life. Cause that's how I met. Jackson, who's my producer and he's actually in my band. He's my guitarist. And he has just changed my life with the sound, the quality of my music. Um, and he just produced Renaissance Man, which is the song that I just released two yeah. weeks ago. And so Kisses definitely opened doors, but like I've been independent this whole time. And I feel like last year I was constantly like, why am I not with a record label? Why am I not? And right now I don't want to be at all. I feel so, I was just so in the mindset that like in order to be successful, you have to be with this massive record label, which at the end of the day is my goal. But I've just seen so many artists, especially on TikTok and social media, just like blow up their own mm -hmm. world and their own music. And they're so in control and they're so like hyped about their work in their project and i was really not like that about big heart i had no idea how to do that but now that it's been a year literally a really big heart last february and now i'm starting to release new music i'm so much more confident about posting about marketing myself about talking about my own music um that that's just not like my everyday goal right now like my goals right now are just to create a solid fan base that i am promoting online and mm -hmm. just to play as many shows as possible. It's a hard thing to do, right? I, I would imagine going yeah. overcoming that, like getting that confidence to be like, Oh, this is oh my, my song like, coming on to talk about it. Cause I still feel I've done a, a thousand episodes, a thousand interviews and I've been in radio for 15 years. And I still feel like an idiot coming on and being like, Hey, check me out. Like, yeah. I, I, yeah. there are days where <laughs> like, this feels like impossible but I feel like the majority of my days, I feel much more confident than where I was a year ago. That's but I cool. definitely had very bad days where I'm like, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. 
How did you overcome that? I don't know. I just think I, I think I just, when I was, especially when I started playing shows, mm-hmm. I, cause I didn't do that before. And I was just like, I was so in my head. I was like, is this even real? Cause it all felt like it was so like online and I'm not really like connecting with real people, but I had my first real concert in September and there were probably only like, it was like 80 people there and probably 20 didn't like know who I was. They just came cause they liked my music. But and still even, 60 people that you pulled on your own. That's really good. Yeah. But those <laughs> were like, case, my, right? those were like my friends. Yeah. But it was like, but this other even getting people. your friends though. Like uh, yeah. I, to have six, you, I don't know. This is speaking for myself. Like, I couldn't call 60 people right now and get them to do something like that. Like, Hey, I'm going to be doing, I'm going to be hanging out here. Like, let's all just come there. (laughs) Nobody would show up. It'd be like me and three people. (laughs) (laughs) Like guys, this is my first concert. Like, don't mess this up. Please be there for me. But I mean, even then, you know, like it's hard to convince people to go do something, especially in a city like New York. So hard. It's this whole thing is realized has taught me that it's so hard to get people to pay attention and to actually care, mm-hmm. especially in New York. Cause there's so much going on. And then especially on the internet, like there are so many people doing the exact same thing I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and how do you I cut just, through the, yeah, the noise, right? I have a very, like, I'm, so I've been working with this social media, like consultant girl and she mm-hmm. is, within the past like two months, she has changed my mindset drastically. Okay. Cause I was always so afraid of like what people would think about me or I don't know. And she's just made it like, obviously take it as seriously as you can. But then at the end of the day, like don't it's don't like a majority of these TikToks and what you're trying to get out is going to fail. So I like in my mindset already, like, I'm like, I'm setting myself up. I like, I'm not afraid of failure because I think it's going to happen. So when it doesn't happen, it's really exciting. And it's really like awesome to see random people start to be like, Whoa, Hey, or like, I love that. Or cause I just mentally, I'm like, it's not going to happen, but I want it to happen. It's just, it's it's what's worked for me. I don't know if it'll work for everyone, but I just set myself up to not have like huge expectations. And are you, cause I, especially with a format like TikTok, I do not get it. I try and do stuff and just, I don't know. I feel like you have the people that are landing on the for you page and getting all this engagement. Like it's to me, it doesn't make, I don't know. Again, I don't understand the algorithm at all because it goes back to like what I've heard is with that platform, no one's looking if you follow someone you're not going on the followings and of the because you can go to for you and you can go to following right yeah and I no one's clicking on following right no. and so like but yet this person that has 100 million subscriber followers are still getting millions of likes on their picture but yeah. how would that happen if the algorithm isn't feeding if you're if it's not like instagram where the people that are following you are the only people seeing your stuff it, so yeah. it just like i don't know to me it just doesn't make any sort of sense but that being said like, are you in that, like setting yourself up to quote unquote fail? It's just, do you keep, do you just post con like consistently? Like what is your takeaway to it? Yeah. Okay. Like three to five times a day now. Wow. And 
I've just like Renaissance man is the only song that like other people, I mean, only like 60 people have made videos to it, but I'm like, those are real people. That's, that's 60 real song. people, right? That's, that's huge. People. And I'm like, this is so exciting. Like it isn't, but it's the like first three real that people that aren't your friends. It's not your yeah, parent or like your best friend or your sister like or whatever. Like, And want to use the audio. Like that's so exciting. So I'm uh-huh. just like, any number is real to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not mad at myself that it's not in the thousands or whatever. Cause I'm like, this is really, it's the first song where I've really used TikTok to promote it. Like I was doing a day one of me posting till my song blows up and I'm almost at day eight. And like one of the day three, I was in my car and I got like 300,000 views just cause I was in my car singing it. And I was like, this doesn't make sense. <laughs> wow. I don't know. I just, try and think that it's i it doesn't make sense and but like it works sometimes yeah. and sometimes it doesn't and that's I so just, cool but i'm not afraid of it whereas before i would like really not like to post on it because i was like there are a million other people doing this and they have music why should people care about my songs and then i was like people should care about my songs like yeah i love my songs I, i'm doing this because i want people to relate to my music and to relate to my stories and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. So it's definitely like a mind game and it's, (laughs) yeah, it's important to like, I catch myself where I'm like, am I just writing this song for like a 30 second TikTok? Like that's not real art. Mm -hmm. Um, And I've been doing that more definitely where I'm like, am I just doing this so I can like have a viral moment instead of a long career of like writing albums, which is what I want. Um, and it's, it's weird that it's in my, like, I'm so new to my artist project and that TikTok is definitely, or just like any social media is so important. Yeah. Yeah. It really is. Cause like, you got to keep people, like you said earlier, the, the people's ex- attention spans is so short. So if, if you get caught in it, then you don't do anything and then you're, you're gone. You're down the stream. <laughs> yeah. It's like, what? <laughs> like Ron Mayer wasn't worrying about this. You know, right. 10, 15 years ago, I'm like, ah, right. Um, yeah. but yeah, even going back to the label thing, it's interesting nowadays, like with AR and people like seeking talent, it's a lot of it has to do with where you're already at. Like, if you've already established a brand for yourself and you're getting X amount of likes or whatever on your video and people are streaming and resharing it, like that's going to bring the attention of the people who are going to be like, oh, well, this works. So, we want to invest in it instead of like, Oh, you, you're great. Like, let's put a bunch of money behind you. Because they yeah. want to invest in something that's already working. working right? Yeah. And make, yeah. It, it's, it's unfortunate. It's fortunate for them and unfortunate for other people, but kind of on both ends because you don't have, if you're already succeeding, why do you need that? Right. You don't have to give your rights yeah, to your songs away. I feel like it's changed the whole kind oh. of industry the whole industry yeah for sure for yeah. sure because now it's yeah if you're already doing it like why you always thought you needed them but now but, if you can really right your, yeah it's i mean weird. obviously if you want to take it if you want to be you know like you said ariana grande yeah of course you're going to need the million dollar budget to push right. this you know the, and that's another thing is like these people are getting that much exposure because they're putting so much money behind the campaign and they have a million other things happening. Like she was on right. TV and doing the voice and the did. And it's like, yeah. of course, that's going to raise your, your, your visibility at least. Yeah. Um, like but yeah. Behind her. It's very interesting. 
It's crazy. There's such crazy psychology behind the whole thing. Um, well, let's talk about Renaissance, man. That's your new song. You said yeah. it's only been out for two weeks. It has over um, 67,000 streams on yeah, Spotify. So, cool. so congratulations on that. Thanks. So Tell me about the song. It's about, um, I love my family. So it's about the way I'm, it's like a love letter to my parents of like, like a thank you letter um, to just being appreciative of how they raised me and how they're so supportive of me and having a bunch of other kids. Like I'm one of five and they just really gave everything to each one of their kids. And my sister, I spent a lot of time in Arizona during like the height of COVID. I left New York and I spent Smart a lot idea. of time. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, that was a city that was on TV. Like I was like, I'm time. not staying in my studio apartment with my dog. So I went home to Arizona for a while and I actually hadn't been home since I was 14 for that long because wow. I went to boarding school and then I mm -hmm. went to college. So I would really only come home for like two weeks at a time. Um, so I was home for like eight months and I'd never spent that much time with my parents and my sister and her husband actually moved really close to my parents too. And they had mm -hmm. recently had their third child. So I saw them become parents. Wow. And so that definitely like influenced the song too. I just got really like when I moved, came back to New York after COVID, I just really missed my family and then like started thinking about maybe I'll have a family one day. Mm -hmm. And this was actually a song I co-wrote with, it was, I met these two other writers, Jackson and Madeline in my speed dating group. And I came in with the chorus and I was super specific with those chorus lines, but I was like, I don't really know where to go. And we just wrote this song so quickly because I had so many specific, like, I miss this about my brother. I miss this about my sister. I love this about my mom. I love this about my dad. Um, and we have a lot of like family traditions and things I want to pass down. So to like my family, if I have one one day. Um, so it's just about like, me admiring them and then kind of hoping to have a family one day. Mm -hmm. That's so cool. A lot of people don't have the supportive household, especially five kids. I mean, that's, I know. that's pretty, it's pretty cool. The feedback I've gotten so far has just been like, it's so refreshing to hear a happy song. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, yeah. really Not many of them. <laughs> no, especially about like parents and family. Cause usually they're like about like love and happiness. Mm-hmm. But it's like, it's so funny that there really aren't that many songs about just family love. Sure. That's cool. I mean, found a little niche there for that. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And, and you said, that, go ahead. I just think that's why it sticks out, especially on TikTok. Mm -hmm. I've been making like little things about like my family where it's, I feel like everyone right now is, usually every song is just about like heartbreak. Right, right, right. And that's going to be one song for you said you have a whole record ready and you're going to release what a song. Yeah. A okay. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So that my is next awesome. song is coming out February 22nd. It's called Brooklyn Baby. And I'm just starting to like tease that. Um, but yeah, I have, I technically have 15 songs done, but like 10 fit in this cute album. And okay. that was like the 10 that I wanted to write. So. I'm just going to like, I don't have like a set date of like, I'm going to release the album this day. I'm just really going to see what happens when I keep releasing these singles and see who reaches out and would maybe want to work with me and just go from there. 
Very cool. Well, I yeah. appreciate you being here and sorry about my tardiness for a second there. Uh, <laughs> but I love your, I love your story and I appreciate you doing this. I have one more quick question. I want to know if you have uh, any advice for aspiring artists. Yes. Um, take a music theory class or like when you're younger, you know, take yourself seriously when you're young, but not too seriously. Don't beg your parents to move to Hollywood and then be sad if they say no. Um, like take it seriously, write a song a day. If you are young and you're starting this, or if you're not, and you think like, Oh, I could never do this. Like shut those thoughts down and really try it. Cause that's like, I've never felt this happy in my life. I feel like I'm really doing what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm allowing myself to be creative, which I didn't really, I allowed myself to be creative in different forms growing up, but like, um, I don't know. I, I wish I let myself do this more when I was growing up and took myself more seriously. 